Hey friends, welcome back to Real Life Marriage, where I'm your host, Candace Mummert. And on a great day, my husband Aaron joins me as the co-host. Whether I'm sharing tidbits and encouragement or interviewing people brave enough to share what goes on behind closed doors in their marriage, it's all for the goal of strengthening marriages. We're glad you joined us as we unpack the good, the bad, and everything in between when it comes to real life marriage. Part two of the roundtable, part four of the series, we are talking about spiritual leadership. And Aaron's right. going to bring us right back in. We've got our roundtable guys still here, and we've got a couple more questions to cover about spiritual leadership. Absolutely. Uh, first off, uh, thanks again, guys, for um, giving up uh, your Wednesday night away from your family and, and to pour into this. Thank you for the honor to be asked yeah. to be here. Yeah. Happy to be here. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, question number four, uh, what is the most enjoyable part uh, or benefits of spiritual leadership within the family that you, that you have seen or experienced? My, the first thing that comes to mind, is, I can speak directly to enjoyable part for sure. Um, I, I think you can see spiritual leadership much like an investment. And um, uh, I've spent a lot of time in the past couple of weeks, maybe, maybe it's COVID lockdown. I'm not really sure, but I'm super into the stock market right now. And, <laughs> and it's like, I just got to stock market last week. It's so exciting <laughs> when you like invest some money yes. and it brings return, right? Like it's, yeah. it's so exciting when it works. And I think spiritual leadership is, is, is just like that. When you see the fruit of God working through you to help your kids and your wife and bring your family together in that way, it's really incredible. I'll never forget um, a, a story with my son Judah. We were, um, we had just adopted a 14 year old girl and a couple months later we decided we were going to adopt her or we were going to, we were thinking about adopting her little brother Joe and, and we felt like this is, you know, this is a family decision. We don't just get to, you know, this is obviously going to impact their lives very much. So we didn't want to just spring it on them. Hey, guess what? You're going to get a brother. You know, mm-hmm. like we, we wanted to include them in that because I think it's, it's, that was sort of really important to us. And so Good leadership right there. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for my strategy. <laughs> so, uh, so we once once we really felt like it was what we wanted to pursue, then we began to just sort of approach the kids, you know, one at a time, and say, "Hey, what what do you think about this?" Because um, they've now now it's not just this idea of you know doing something you know cool. It's like they've experienced it because they've lived with their sister now for a couple months and experienced the not so. They have an side. opinion now. They have an opinion. So I'm like, so now that you've been in it. You know, what do you think? And so we, you know, we brought Avery in. Obviously, she's on board. It's her brother. She'd like, you know, like us, like us to adopt her brother and Justice, you know, brought him on in. And, and I'll never forget bringing Judah in. And, and you know, we we're sort of laying out there like, hey, buddy, I know this is going to be hard. And this is, you know, things that we face. And um, what, you know, what, what would you think about if we adopt Joe? And he just so succinctly just stops and goes, well, isn't that what God told us to do? Ooh. And we're like, it was just like this moment of like he... Like he understands this idea of when God calls us to do something, you just do it. Right. Obey. You don't have to worry about the details and you just do it. And he's like, can I go back and play now? Like, this oh. is why are you worrying me with these little, these simple things? Like, in a, you know, it was a moment. I was just so proud as a dad that, um, that he understands what it's like to hear something from the Lord and obey. Right. And God says something, you obey. You don't have, you don't worry about the details and you don't get caught up in those things. You just go, yes, this is what God called us to do. Can I go play basketball around? You know, so it's such a rewarding moment and, and humbling, you know, too, because yeah. we were we were wrestling with this thing and this this big spiritual thing. And it's like it's not that hard, guys. God, 
called us to do it, we're going to do it. So uh, super rewarding to see that happen. Great fruits, Mark. Uh, excellent. Yeah, my answer is kind of a not fair answer. So what's most enjoyable part? I didn't I didn't read the or because I just skip I just skip when I read sometimes. So what's the most important part of spiritual leadership? And I put the eternal part. Mm. And like we're not going to see that this side of eternity. So it's kind of an unfair answer because you can you're almost enjoying. It's so funny you got in the stock market. Um, <laughs> you're almost enjoying yet, but you don't know it's those promises that you hold on to, right? The promises. Uh, the many promises are in the Bible of working hard and moving forward in God and trusting God. And you can put your money, you're guaranteed a return. That one, when you invite Jesus into your life, your eternity is sealed. Two, you get the Holy Spirit. And three, you can do things, investment for eternity. Um, I, I'm a big thinker. Like most of my quiet time is just being quiet and still before the Lord and allowing Him to speak. And I, I start, our right, Lord, I'm quiet. Speak to me now. I try not to think about anything and just think and be quiet and you know i'll read the bible and get rid of stuff like that and so i think about eternity a lot because i've got two little daughters i'm like this is going way too fast yes and i'm gonna be dead soon because <laughs> you know i turned 30 in january and it's oh. like oh yeah oh. so near the ends aren't we we're going down the I'm, end. I'm almost 40 like marcus <laughs> as you mentioned in podcast one of two three part four in the five series part yeah let's go back and you'll hear it um, so yeah, the most enjoyable part is knowing that this hard work has eternal benefits. It's not just for the here and the now, like you can train your kids, um, to obey you here and now, but you want them to know why obedience for eternity, because right. that's yes. impact, impact their life. And in, in a marriage, um, that mutual submission oftentimes can mean that you can submit to the Lord. I've, I've found with the people that I've talked to in marriage, if you can mutually submit to your spouse and you can submit to the call of God and therefore when you're doing something and God says do this, your kids also understand submission of that's also obedience. True. And so I, I feel like that was the first answer that I have when I read that question. That's good. Good. Good stuff, Jeremy. You know, being being at the point where I, in relation to the two separate areas at work, where I've had 10 years there, and then also at with my kids being in their teens, I have enjoyed being able to enjoy their presence. I enjoy having a conversation. I enjoy seeing fruit of, of tree, uh, as an analogy of, of a fruit tree. I've nipped a lot of limbs along the way. And I've always asked this question, and I try to share it as much as possible, is, what does that look like on a 13-year-old, on your 2-year-old, on your 3-year-old, on your new recruit, on your new employee? What do those things look like on a 13-year-old? And if it doesn't look good and it's not honoring to the Lord, if it's not pleasing to the Lord, while those kids are malleable, let's nip those things. And, and as a pruner, a developer of a, a, a tree, have a long-term focus yeah. in mind. And mm-hmm. so I am so enjoying my Mason, because because he is you know he he is showing the fruit of all the labor that we've put in and the investment put awesome. in with Libby and with Corbin, all three of them are just producing these amazing fruit, and so I get to kind of sit as God sits sometimes, and He goes, "Wow, now they're being obedient on their own, and I actually want to then pour more blessing." Right. On obedience, mm-hmm. and so the most enjoyable part for me is seeing the fruit there, and from the fruit where somebody actually uh, takes notice of Christ at work. Right, and that's just that is from hard 
choices of, of always choosing to do what God tells me to do um, at the workplace. Um, I think the last thing that I would say on the benefits is I, I, uh, there's a verse, Hebrews 9.14. I'll read it real quick. How, real, real quick. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? And I would say the spiritual leadership aspect, it allowed for myself and for my for the people that I'm trying, my doing my best to lead is I want them to be able to live a life. The Holy Spirit allows us to live a life to receive forgiveness and then also appreciate it and live in a, a clear conscience. Um, not to escape this enslavement of sin on a daily basis, mm-hmm. this death and decay of shame, guilt, accusations, this depression of sin that Satan devises, and he's going around doing his best to sabotage us. Mm. And so just to be able to see the fruits of that, uh, a clear conscience every day. Freedom of it, yeah. The freedom of that. Um that, that's just a very, very much enjoyable fruit, for enjoyable lifestyle that's free from the tyranny of sin. Mm. Excellent. That's, that's excellent stuff, guys. Yeah. And to tag on, Corey, when you were saying earlier that your spiritual leadership is, it's not a hat you just put on when you walk in your house no. or something like that. It, it takes place everywhere. And when you guys were just answering that question, um, you have to realize that you're setting an example of spiritual leadership everywhere you go. And so people will see your awesome kids and hopefully say, Hey, we want more of that in our world. Can you give us some suggestions? Can you mentor us? Could we have dinner sometime and just talk about raising kids or they'll see a healthy marriage and say, we want our marriage to look more like your marriage. Can you help us figure out how to get there? And then you are leading others as yeah. spiritual leaders, but building them up as spiritual leaders also. It's the multiple effect that we're we're anticipating. Yeah. Um, once our season continues to start dying down right now with teens, it, it becomes from rule maker to parameter maker to um, counselor and help understand why from rule to why mm-hmm. to now I'm a guide to now I'll be just more of an interim mentor. Mm -hmm. And um, those are the phases that you go through, whether you like it or not. And so whether you realize it while your kids are teens or or in their eights and nines, um, a psychologist told me one time, we were talking about kids specifically, was their integrity, their character pretty much is formed up by eight or nine. And so the work after that is going to be tougher but you can still do it. God can absolutely, yeah. that's the important thing yeah, is right. God will redeem any piece, even you know, three years ago, just really redeeming a piece for me. It, that's always possible. Yeah. But it's just the importance of start early, start. And then once you create the shape that you, that you feel like God has intended for that, that person, whoever you're influencing, you will see the fruit. And that's a huge benefit. Yeah. Excellent. Um, Good addition, Corey. Thank you. Uh, last question. Uh, here we go. Um, where are you wanting to grow in your spiritual leadership? So kind of turning personal a little bit. We've talked a lot about uh, where our family being raised, um, years of marriage, kids. We're not complete. We're not done. The race has never run. Never, the race has never finished um, until, uh, until we 
see Jesus. Um, <laughs> but uh, where, where you want to grow? What are some gaps that you want to fill in? I'll jump in real quick because I, I wanted to kind of touch on one of the points that you said was everybody's has a different personality. And so their spiritual leadership will be different. Yeah. And, so key. Um, we need to recognize, we have a self-awareness of where we have strengths and weaknesses and then work on those, right? right? Bring down some of the highs sometimes, bring up those lows. So having that self-awareness or actually a Holy Spirit awareness of, hey, where do I need to grow? You need the commander's evaluation of where you stand and then work on those areas because I may have, Aaron's got a lot more structure in his life because that's how he's built than the way I'm built. My my uh, my daughter Libby is is very structured and very driven. Um, my daughter Corbin is very very compassionate and very loving and very um, very good at, at the arts. And those are those are so different. So, what was the question again? How do I want to grow? grow? All right. So yeah. as I'm tra- as I'm tra- transitioning, I want to really grow in better better structure. And putting, and I, well, like I said earlier, I, I, a lot of my leadership was just my actions. And I have feel like, felt like the Lord has redeemed so many areas of my life and our, my, my wife and I's life. I need to then fill a gap verbally. So I'm starting to learn where I can grow ver- uh, spiritually in how to extend the why and the how spiritually to mm-hmm. others. And be a voice of all the thing, all the things that God has blessed us with, yeah. and the redemptions, and the all the skills and the hard lessons. I don't want a newly married, new young kids to do to have to go through those hard things. Hmm. I want to give some tools out, and so that's where my area of growth will be in the next three years. That I feel like the God has said, okay, these, this is your next phase. Mentorship. Yeah. Start figuring yeah. where how that. Works for you. Like. What it's yeah. Gonna look like. yeah. Yeah. Before we move on that point, you touched on something I think is so key. Um, comparison is an absolute yeah. killer. Yeah. It will. Just wrote down. It will totally slow. Yeah. Don't compare. So, listener, whoever you are listening to us, one, we we have not figured this out. I can speak. I think on behalf of everybody. Yes. yes. No one is perfect. There is not a perfect marriage. There is not a perfect person. Right. That person came and went. Um, <laughs> first time on earth obviously um so as you listen to this podcast don't start comparing yourself because like my quiet time that i have works for me it's not your quiet time right and that's where like being submitted to someone spiritually ahead of you is a benefit as well because you can learn from people but don't compare yourself because you're walking your walk that god has for you and he's going to take you through things that are specific for you and you took that person something specific for them so listen to a podcast like this Glean what you can, but it's so key to ask, like what you said, Corey, ask the Holy Spirit, hey, what is for me? And then be honest with yourself to grow in that. Because what the Lord is calling you to grow in is going to be directly related to what your wife needs, what your family needs, what your ch- what the people around you need, right? right? Mm-hmm. And so that's another reason that you don't ever want to compare is because we're all called in different ways with different strengths and different weaknesses. And so submit it to the Lord. Don't just go, oh, wait, I haven't yeah. done that yet. I better do that next or whatever. Yeah. At work, I have operations. We have sales. You have IT. You have all these different categories. If one's down, the whole thing's down. Mm-hmm. And there, I can tell you, salespeople will not do well in operations or IT won't do well in sales. And so 
That's the exciting part that when you spend the time to ask the Holy Spirit, okay, how did you make me? This is a one-on, and sometimes it can get weird because people don't really think of interacting with the Lord as one-on-one and that actually he will actually speak back. Yeah. Um, they just think that this God's word is just a rule book and maybe you'll get in. I'm just being real. Mm-hmm. That's the heart of it. Sit down and go, how did you make me? There's some self-avow, self-awareness and go, wow, okay. I thought I was just terrible because I couldn't sing. But you know what? That's me. I can't sing. Well, yeah. <laughs> but that speaks to me. Personally, I'm well, terrible at budgets. She's very gifted. Yeah. I cannot do budgets. But you can. And I, I just, I've laid that on the cross. <laughs> so I know that that's my gap and that I need to delegate out and find somebody else. And so that's, yeah. that's where God's, as the commander, has said, okay, I've got, I've made all these specific people and, and I expect them to do their jobs. And so um, maybe some of us Christians are doing too many jobs because not enough of us are actually doing the things that he's built us to do. Yeah. All right, Jeremy. Back to you. Where are you wanting to grow in your spiritual leadership? I think the first thing what we just alluded to is figuring out who you are as a leader because not everyone leads the same. Not every marriage is the same. Um, some guys are the strong silent type. Some are the very flamboyant and loud. Um, some people have extremely submissive or not submissive wives but can still be led by the Holy Spirit. Um, sorry, not submissive but strong. There can be, you know what I mean? Yes. You're trying to say. Yeah. And so first off, you need to figure out what person God has made you to be and see how you go from there. And then when you're married, what type of marriage are you and how you can go from there? Because any man that leads without seeking the wisdom and the Holy Spirit through his wife is not a good leader because God has brought that strength for you to, to bear that burden together with your family and your marriage, all that side point. Yeah. So first thing you have to do is answer that, in my opinion. Who am I? What has God called me to do? And how can I grow? And that's that, that self-check. Um, so for me personally... Um, one is going to be consistency, which I do and don't have a good out. I've got little girls that run to the room at all hours of the night, especially in my quiet time, so I can get easily interrupted. And I know these mornings are not going to be there forever. So I'm like, all right, God, I'll just hug my daughter this morning. We'll go play. I'll read later, and I won't go back to later. <laughs> so I'll just go play with my daughter. Yeah. So I feel like that's a good out, but it's not a good out. Sorry, Lord. So for me, it's going to be consistency. Um, and just like a little bit of effort in it. Um, I can easily open the Bible and read and worship, but... In my journaling, that's hard for me. Am I doing some kind of devotional? I'll do a devotional for probably six days and I'll move on. I, I literally have like five different devotional books and I'll wake up and I, can, I feel like it's a God's, it's God because sometimes like, all right, which one do I feel like? Can I look from that book or this book? This is what I feel like. All right, I'll go from there. <laughs> I, I need to stick with one longer. And then the second thing I want to grow in is outward expression. Like I said, for me, quiet times are usually a very quiet thing and I'll get something from the Lord and I'll, my still first reaction after five years is that's for me. I'll dwell on that. I'll think, and I'm an in, I'm an inside processor. If something were to happen, I'm usually quiet, and I'll just look at the person or my wife as I'm processing this thing that just happened. So I do that with my spiritual walk sometimes. I feel like I need to process out sometimes to bring my wife in, not just mm-hmm. my personal journey, but our journey as a marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have been I've been single longer in my life than I've been married. Um, so I'm still learning those traits of having that spiritual aspect of my leadership involving two people that that makes sense yeah. excellent uh, yep excellent excellent stuff here <laughs> and uh this list for me could be a hundred things long for sure uh i'm trying to narrow it down in I my mind for you just um, <laughs> you know um 
there's there's a thing that's happening in our family as we our family has grown with teenagers and, and, and older kids and, and much like what you're talking about the different phases that you engage, engage with your kids you know there's in the earlier times it's way more um, you know you're you're protecting them from things and providing boundaries um, as they get a little bit older you're more you know you things operate a little bit differently and uh, there's much more control that I would like to have with my teenagers that I don't. And uh, sometimes that, that prevents me from, from like, I, I want to just give up. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that's, that's not really good leadership. Well, though I can't control some of the scenarios as much as I'd like to, that doesn't mean that I can't have influence. Mm-hmm. And so um, instead of being frustrated with the, the loss of control of situations and outcomes, that's a really hard thing to deal with. Mm. You know, it's like I want to, you know, if I do A plus B, then I should get C. Like, but sometimes it equals F for some reason, and it drives me nuts <laughs> with kids. So, uh, so, so for me, it's making sure that I'm maximizing every opportunity to, to, to still be an influencer, even though I don't have the same type of authority that I did when they were much younger. And so... Um, and then I'm, I'm the least, for sure, the least like spiritual disciplines person at this table, for sure. And, uh, you know, I'm really, really good at, at connecting with what my kids need, like seeing what's ahead of them and, and pouring that into and speaking into them. But I'm the last guy that's going to be like, man, let's, let's all gather in the family and worship together. I'm not that guy. <laughs> and my wife hates it. And uh, so... Uh, there's like, that's, that's something that, um, just in honoring of my wife and my family, something that I, I want to grow in. And we've actually, we've in, enjoyed in lockdown world. It's actually been cool. We, you know, we were able to do like some, some, uh, Francis Chan Devos on, oh, yeah. on, yeah. uh, right now media, which has been, which is super fun. And it's like every morning I'm just like, oh, I don't want to do this. This is dumb, but it's always ended up being so good. And those are the things that, that, uh, I need to work on. Showing and, and modeling for my kids what good spiritual disciplines look like, um, and and being able to influence without being in control. Super real. In case anybody's a bit confused by Mark's children's ages and what he's talking about, because I don't think we've mentioned it, but he and his wife have been called to adopt multiple teenagers. So your biological children are your younger kids. That's correct. And your adopted children are your older kids. And yes. so when you referred to these older kids and not having as much influence, just to clarify, because I know that would be me in the car going, what? I don't understand yeah. your family lineage here. So just yeah, to clarify. Some, some of those malleable years that you talked about, we didn't, we didn't get that. Yeah. And so yeah, we're, right. we're working, you know, from a, like a different angle yeah. and it's, it's still frustrating because you want, it's like we have like a short amount of time where you're living at home before you're an adult and you move out and go. And I want to, I want to shape you and mold you as much right. as I can, but it's like you're not very malleable, and so <laughs> That's right. uh, it's frustrating. But you, but it's like you can't quit and be like, well, it's, they're just too old. It's too late. It's not how it works. You know, God's called us to lead these kids and parent them and love them, and, mm-hmm. and so we have to passionately pursue influencing them and leading them in every way that we can, while trusting the Lord to produce in their yes. hearts and their yes. lives because ultimately you know it's beyond us and so right. and, and aren't we glad the Lord does not give up on us yes as easy as we may yes. where he says ah oh, they're just too old yeah. I can't there's probably that. been a few times I wasn't very malleable when the Lord was trying to teach me something too <laughs> so excellent well guys no uh, no nope, oh. nope. we can't let them go this was not pre-ordered but I've got to ask one more question we've talked a lot a lot about kids 
and we've talked about family and all of that. I have a really specific marriage question, though, as the only woman in the circle She's right now. She's got a big smile, so I'm a little worried. <laughs> <laughs> um, so God created marriage to bring us a partner, and we are doing this walk thing together. And um, how, as the wife, can we be the most the most supportive in you being the spiritual leader in the home. What does that partnership look like for us to play our part in you spiritually leading our home? Okay. All right, stay tuned for episode three. No. Okay. <laughs> our friends answer that question for us. So great being here. Let's move on. <laughs> so I'll, I'll go first, give you guys some 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 backpedaling time to, to chew on that. You so, assume we have to backpedal. Oh, sorry, brother. Yeah. Well, um, I'll go ahead and put an easy answer out there, and then you can you can I'll I'll put the bar low. So, um, so we've talked about this, Candy, um, and and because she's she's asked me that. Directly, hey, how can I be more supportive of your leadership? And that, that's a tough question. That's a humbling question for a wife to come to, come to you as a husband and ask that. It's it's very honoring. Um, and one at that time, and, and still, um, be my biggest cheerleader. Um, we are be on the same team. Um, the world tears me down, tells me what I'm not doing enough as a man, as a father. What a real man, you, you know, all this, getting pulled in all different directions. Um, what I don't need is my wife to do that as well. Um, so be my cheerleader. And and that's a nice way of saying sometimes bite your tongue, um, but be my cheerleader. Yeah. Um, and so that, that, that's simple, simple for us. Yeah. I think, Candy, sometimes you say this, you remind you say this in multiple situations is I am for you. Mm-hmm. I'm not against you. And yeah. to be reminded of that sometimes, Hey, I want to talk about something, but precursor, I am for you and I'm for the relationship cheerleader. I think that's a great one. I also would say space pause first. <laughs> doesn't every man want to see his wife in a cheerleader outfit being the cheerleader for him. So, I mean, it's just you get, you, you get <laughs> two birds, one stone. I'm go. just saying okay, the answer right. is, so, is good. All right, sorry, Corey, I interrupted you. Yeah, no, no you were gonna say space. space, space, space. Big. That's a big one. And and it's not just hey, back off. This is a spiritual intentionality to to do two things. Pray, and ask the Holy Spirit in in in. Fight for me as a husband spiritually. Yeah. Mm. You have the direct re- relationship with the Holy Spirit. We're we're th- three chords. So if I'm off track or if I'm frustrated or if I'm not doing what I need to do, the nagging never works. Right. Just throw it out. Take it. Rip it. Mark it out of your whatever rule book or history or what you saw back in the day on TV or at home. Give me space, but fight for me in a spiritual way. In a spiritual realm, yeah. And figure out the skills to then sometimes in the right space and time that the Lord, Holy Spirit will, will, show, will show you. Can we talk about this? Can we talk about this topic? I'm concerned. Or whatever the case may be. And 
And there's skills around that, right? The spoon exercise that we talk about at the retreat or the other skills. And if you don't know how to interact, you got to learn those skills. Those are like tactics. So a lot lot that goes in there. But space, and if I'm not following where I should, and you know it's not right, then pray and then um, have have the other wives pray. Pray for that the Lord will not that He'll quit doing this. That the Lord will show mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit will show. That's good. Yeah, it's good. Because it puts the onus on me. Mm-hmm. If you back off, then I'm like, okay, now I realize I'm actually responsible because I'm the leader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I can just give you the Heisman mm-hmm. or give my wife the Heisman, not you. <laughs> um, but when you give me space, that gives me space to actually interact with the Lord one on one. Yeah, yeah, I definitely echo the first response is to pray. And it's kind of one of those things, if God can do it over time, it's a lot better than you forcing it instantly, yeah. for sure. Because that instant change is going to change back more than likely. Mm-hmm. Um, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. So, um, best thing you can do for your husband, yes, pray. Definitely my first answer. And then two, grow yourself as well as a woman. Like um, Because if the man is taking upon himself, or at least trying to grow... The woman should also take upon herself and try to grow as well because if both of you are moving forward, then there's going to be momentum in your marriage and one's going to be pulling the other and pushing the other. One's going to be pulling and pushing mm-hmm. and those yeah. chains. Like the amount of times that I'll come home and my wife's had something she's dealing with, I just magically, it's not magically, but I just have had a great day and I feel super strong and spiritual and I'm like, babe, I've got this. Mm-hmm. And literally it could be two days later, I'd come home defeated or working through something, being a pastor. I just went through this other thing with my team member. My wife is like, babe, I got this. I'm spiritually strong. So it's understanding that dynamic. Um, but And to get out of spiritual as well, in the physical, uh, understand your husband's needs as well. You know, like physically, is he this type of person? Um, for me, for the guys in my family, especially my dad, like we have to have some physical exertion Yes, exactly what you're thinking of, but like gym, <laughs> sports, running, like we have to be active. So like if I've been tied down sitting all day, I want some get up and go and grunt. But also you need to be with your partner in their flesh as well, sharing. Make one. Flesh, yeah, as much as possible. So think about the, I can't remember which book of the Bible. Every time it references Jesus, he's coming from, heading to, or at a meal. So when he was dealing with people spiritually, he was also dealing with their first flesh is their hunger. So once they're fed, then he was tackling spiritual things. So wives, one amazing thing to do is first pray and two, intercede. And then three is, you know, analyze yourself. How can you be a compliment to your husband in his weak parts? So if he needs to come home and defuse whatever, give him that space. If he needs to come home and be validated, then validate him. Um, and that just comes with looking at your marriage. How has God brought this person to fill my gaps in us three around the Holy Spirit, as you mentioned, that three chord strands not easily broken. Yeah, so. I remember a story about a wife who chose to pray for her husband and to serve him un, unmitigated and be kind no matter how bad he was to her. Now, it, was, it wasn't terrible, but he was still just ugly and an unbeliever. And through that, she never nagged him at all. She never communicated that. She, she didn't say, I'm praying for you. She was just undeniably loving and serving him. And he finally came around three years later and said, what, what, is, what is this? Because I've treated you so bad and you keep coming back with love. Mm. 
And that was the point where God entered and he redeemed his heart that only God could do. And that's the hope that we have mm-hmm. is and, and the hope that we should be trusting in the Holy Spirit is, is not your job as the wife. Your job is to do your duty and do it well and to be praying and warring so that the connection between the husband and the Holy Spirit are interconnected so t- in a stronger way that Holy, he finally listens to the Holy Spirit. Okay. That's good. So right. good. Um, I just have a couple of practical, th- really practical thoughts. Uh, Chelsea and I, this is a major thing for us in our marriage because she's very strong in spiritual disciplines. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm not at all. And so it bothered her for a long time. Like she very much wants, you know, we should all have a devotional together every day. We should all pray together every day. We should pray together every night before we go to sleep. And I'm like, I don't need any of that. I like, that's not like, does not even grow up without any of those things. And it's like, I haven't developed those. This is not my style. And so she felt like I was letting the whole family down and not leading us well. Um, and like as time went on, she saw that that wasn't really the case, that, that, that I was really investing into our family and our kids just not in the way that she thought it should look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like as, as we sort of grew in our marriage, she began to approach those things in a way that she was very careful to make sure that I didn't feel disrespected mm. awesome. or like I was failing. Yeah. And um, just in, in full disclosure, I, I don't know if most guys are like this or if this is just a me thing. But like nothing will shut that conversation conversation down more than if you make me feel like I suck at this. Amen. Oh, yeah. You know, then I don't even want to talk about it. Right. Yeah. Like this is you know, open for conversation. Yeah. Right. Because uh, I'll instantly be defensive, um, and so, and then you know, so she she began to be able to approach those things in a way that was like, not not that I wasn't that I was doing it wrong, but just you know, how can we do it? Because she really 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 enjoys it when we do these things. You know, can you know whatever, and so we began to find some balance there, and then. Then we sort of had this light bulb moment at this at this one point where it was like, you know, it's really okay for her to lead a Bible study with our kids. It doesn't have to be me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm the spiritual leader doesn't mean she can't lead spiritually. Like, and, and I was like so relieved, like that I didn't have to carry that, but we still got to do it as a family. And she felt like she, you know, we were achieving what she wanted. And it was like, oh, you know, I don't, we don't have to do that. And she was like, look. We're gonna we're gonna go uh, on Friday night. It's gonna be a, a little worship night as a family, and I'm gonna pick the songs. All I need from you is to say something, you know, spiritual or whatever. I'm like, great, easy. <laughs> Jesus, I can do that. <laughs> I can do that. And she made, you know, that, that's another practical way. Is like find find some way to to make some changes that you want, where it takes the pressure off off me having to do everything or mm-hmm. plan something that I'm not good at. If strengths you make and plan, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah. strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. So recognize those things and see if you can make make it make it work and fit. And so oh, it's amazing that's yeah, she is. teaching is not necessarily leading. Totally. And I think so, that's a big misconception. Yeah. I remember when we were doing premarital counseling, you know, we were talking about, you know, I'm gonna I've got to be the man of the family, blah blah blah. And he was like, well who's gonna, you know, who's gonna handle the finances? And I'm like, well I'm the man. I've got to handle the finances. And he's like, who's better at money? And yeah. and it was like, clearly she is better with money. <laughs> yeah, she's better, but and, I'm the, I'll do it. And, and he was like, you're an idiot. Uh, if she's better with money, she should handle the money. And I just remember that moment so clearly. I was shook. Like, I thought I was supposed to, you know, if she handles this, that mean I'm not leading. And he's like, no. You know, first of all, you're in this together. You know, it's totally acceptable. And so, um, you know, you can... 
the teaching isn't what being a leader means. That's that's just one yeah. one function of, of how you guys are doing these things together. Well, leadership is influence, and if you influence mm. your wife, Ooh. then oh yeah, I'm gonna influence her about meeting those physical needs you were talking about. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the wrap on this episode. <laughs> Uh, no, seriously, guys, thank you so much for your time on, on both these episodes. Um, uh, pouring forth the wisdom, um, sharing your personal stories, your, your personal journeys. Um, I think we just covered so many perspectives and just able to speak to such a broader audience um, with that. I'm, I, I feel like we've built excitement around yeah. spiritual leadership, um, a topic that I would say isn't really discussed much um, around, around the table Um but uh, I'm excited. Uh, this is good. So it'll be interesting questions that come in or, or folks that we may see throughout the day that listen that um, may have other questions for us. So thank you again. Um, maybe we'll have a different topic another time, do another roundtable event. So yeah. With that, uh, can you send us out? Uh, you did a good job. Okay. That's a wrap. We'll see you next. Uh, nope. We will talk to you next time. Thanks for listening today. If you enjoyed the podcast, please take a minute to leave a review and share it with a friend to be part of strengthening marriages. Until next time, be sure you're loving on relationships.